listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the ACB Advocacy Update. My name is Clark Rockfall, and I'm the Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs for the American Council of the Blind. And I am joined by my co-host... Swatha Nanda Kumar, ACB's Advocacy and Outreach Specialist. Swatha, how are you doing today? I am good, Clark. How are you? I am doing well, and a big thank you to everyone who is downloading and listening via the your favorite podcast player, as well as all of those listening over the ACB Media Network. As always, you can find out more about the American Council of the Blind by visiting acb.org. And Swatha, here we are. This podcast is dropping on June 8th. Um, That's a, a pretty significant date as we lead up to our annual conference and convention this summer, July in Schaumburg, Illinois. Yes, yes. So June, June 8th is your last day to book your hotel rooms with room block for convention. Yes. So for everyone joining us in person, make sure you get into the, the ACB room block for the convention. Registration is still open and that'll remain open until June 16th. Uh, Swatha, the virtual convention starts the week of June 19th and then we are in Schaumburg kicking things off on Saturday, July 1st. Yep. And how excited are you, Clark? I'm more excited than you. Maybe it's just early. Maybe you're only two (laughs) cups of coffee in, but we're going to have folks in person, virtual, hybrid, and tons of great programming coming up at this year's convention. Yes. Yes. Y'all better get hyped. Like last week said. And one of our convention uh, keynote speakers is our guest here today. Yeah, so you all know him and you all remember him very well. Um, so it's the orphan Eric Bridges, who's the new CEO of AFB. Eric, how are you? I am well. Good morning, Clark and Swatha. It's great to be back. Eric, you sound pretty good for being an old friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I've been told by Swatha that I'm old before, so it's okay. <laughs> I still like her anyway. Well, one thing that is not old is your time at AFB. You are, as of June 12th, you will be two months in. Uh, how's the transition going for you and the family? You know, it's it has been a transition. I've spent the last 15 years of my career, uh, nearly 16 actually, at ACB. So uh, getting to know a new organization, uh, you know, the the people in it, the the programs and and kind of the the organizational structure it's been you know it's been a a turn with the fire hose basically in terms of being able to meet with most if not all of the of the employees and getting to understand a little bit about them and what they do and i'm coming in at the end of the fiscal year our afb's fiscal year starts july 1 so we're dealing with budget and you know it's it's been uh, it's been a wild ride, but I've been really I don't know it's it's been very exciting to be able to to take over an organization that has such a a wonderful history and uh, such a an iconic brand in in the disability field. 
So on that note, Eric, um, what have you enjoyed since you joined ACB or what uh, AFB? Sorry, AFB. Yeah. Or what, what have you um, been successful? In yeah. Life? Well, literally my first full week, Swatha, I saw you and Clark and Caitlin <laughs> at the at the AFB leadership conference, and uh, that. That was a, a pretty great day and a half of, of programming that, you know, months and months went into the, to the preparation and execution of, of that. Uh, ACB, actually, you all had a, a breakout session uh, with the audio description project, which was excellent. I was able to sit in on that. Uh, but, but even before that, the Helen Keller uh, Achievement Awards, which was a uh, a pretty momentous uh, event where AFB honored uh, the Honorable Tony Quello, as well as Charter Communications for their contributions to our community and enabling blind and and uh, low vision folks to live more uh, independent and successful lives. So all that happened, I believe, on days five, six, and seven uh, of my time at AFB. So it was a little intense there at the beginning. <laughs> Not going to lie. Quite the, the, the way to start. Yeah. Start with yeah. a bang. Shot out of a cannon. And Indeed. awesome that you mentioned Charter Communications and the Honorable Tony Quello. Uh, Charter Communications, a longtime partner of ACB and who they also just presented down at the Florida Council of the Blind State Convention. And uh, one of their accessibility leads, Peter Kutriavi, actually joined Tabitha Kenlin from the Audio Description Project for the presentation. At You're such a show-off. You can actually pronounce his last name. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he says I pronounce it incorrectly, but All right. you know, the old college yeah. try. Right um, on. And then the Honorable Tony Coelho, who's been uh, collaborating with ACB, AFB, NFB, and the National Disability Rights Network on uh, our efforts surrounding our legislative imperative, the Websites and Software Applications Accessibility Act, and more broadly, just greater digital inclusion and online accessibility. Uh, Eric, you mentioned that you're drinking from a fire hose. I know that uh, ACB's uh, editor, Sharon Lovering, keeps a very large shoehorn uh, in her office for squeezing all of the articles into the Braille forum every month. So if, if Sharon's not using that here in the next couple of months, I'm sure she would lend it to you. That would be great. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've seen that shoehorn. It is well worn. Yes. It is. It, it has a nice patina to it from all Indeed. of these. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So, Did you ever watch that show, American Peckers, on History Channel? Far no, too I have not. Far okay. too often. Yeah. 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 The, the, the patina reference to me, it's either... <laughs> <laughs> Either that or Antiques Roadshow on PBS. So, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. speaking of uh, pickers and Antique Roadshow, you know, they're Ooh, always, how you, how you going to tie this in? They're always looking for the diamond in the rough. And, you know, you mentioned coming into budget season. Are you starting to identify some uh, golden opportunities here oh. at AFB? Yeah. You know, so a couple things. 
the work that AFB has historically done in the in the areas of, of public policy and research remain and will remain uh, areas of, of strength for the organization. Um, and, you know, excited about that. And, you know, in, in similar fashion, though not identical to ACB, the work that AFB has done historically and continues to do with regard to digital access or inclusion and just the, sort of the, the the broader technology umbrella is something that that um, AFB has been very effective with with either the CVAA or you know the the other work that that AFB is continuing to collaborate with ACB and NFB and and others on um, dealing with you know the web and apps and software accessibility. Uh, legislation. Um, you know, th- these are areas that that AFB has has played a significant role in for the last twenty plus years. And uh, you know, moving forward, also looking at you know being able to train individuals who are blind to you know be able to go and and potentially work at tech companies to be accessibility program managers uh, through our, our talent lab program. That's an area as well that Matthew Janisowskis, our, our chief technology officer manages. And, uh, you know, the area of technology, I would just say in general is something that, that we're, we're going to continue to look at here moving forward is an area of, of knowledge for us and an area where we can, can help through our research, uh, the field from a from a public policy standpoint and a, a broader public awareness standpoint. And then I guess you know, just finally, in in looking ahead, the organization will be undertaking a a strategic plan, um, an exercise later this summer that will extend into the fall to really gain a. a put together a roadmap for the next five years of what AFB wants to be focusing on uh, more specifically. And so, you know, the area that I just raised is one of historic significance to, to AFB. And I can't imagine that that will be um, set aside, but there will likely be some other uh, areas of, of emphasis that come through and, you know, issues that we will elect to work on as we undertake this strategic planning exercise, which we will get input from the from the field on, including you all at ACB. So AFB being a long enough partner of ACB and you being an ACB member, I'm sure y'all want to know, I'm sure Clark and I want to know, um, will you be at commitments this year? I will. That's that? awesome. Fabulous. Yeah. I will be there. My wife, Rebecca, who's co-chair of the scholarship committee will be there. Our two sons will be there briefly. Uh, so yeah, the whole family circus will be in Schomburg. Well, looking, looking forward to that. <laughs> so um, you're, you're being there um, 
Um, yeah, AFP. What can you teach about AFP can convention participation? So you all have this thing called the scholarship program. And uh, about five years ago, in my old role, I was approached by the then president and CEO of AFB, Kirk Adams, to uh, collaborate, to be able to consolidate many of AFB's historic scholarships with ACB's, uh, to be able to provide more money to uh, the scholarship award awardees. And so part of what I'm going to be there to do is to meet some of those scholarship award winners because uh, that, that actually occurred in, in 2019 when that was all buttoned up and actualized. And then really AFB hasn't had a, a presence per se um, at the ACB convention really since. And so part of it will be about that. And we are, uh, we're bringing back a breakfast to the convention and <laughs> we may have nearly a hundred people for it. Uh, last I heard there were 90 that were signed up to attend our breakfast, which we've not held in probably five years. So I'm excited about that. Very popular, Eric. Um, so <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, are all of those uh, extended family and extended family? <laughs> Tyler, Noah, Rebecca, yeah, your parents. It's, it's basically going to be a reunion because uh, her family and my family are from the Midwest. So it's just an excuse for everybody to get together and have some some eggs and bacon in a hotel meeting room. Sounds like a lot of fun. So yeah. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, um, I'll be bringing uh, uh, somebody that that ACB knows very well. Uh, Tony Stevens will be joining me, and uh, it's also high, highly likely that Matthew Janisowskis, our, our chief technology officer, will be attending the breakfast as well as he lives just a couple hours away in Illinois. Nice. Looking forward to that. Um, so speaking of convention, what's your favorite, um, just you being there, um, what is your favorite part of convention and we're looking forward to this year the most? Uh, getting lost. Yeah. <laughs> Does that qualify? No. Um, it, you know, it wouldn't be convention yeah, without no, getting yeah. lost the first couple of days. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah. Honestly, my favorite thing is the people. It's, it's getting back together with, uh, with the attendees. And, you know, last year <clears throat> um, was really nice to be able to get back into the swing of things, even though maybe, you know, the, the numbers weren't as high as a, as a typical ACB convention. But, you know, we were sort of exiting a pandemic and all that fun stuff. Um, but this year, you know, uh, I fully expect to see a lot of my friends that I have not been with in person for three plus years. And I'm excited about that. ACB is a very, from, from my standpoint, it's a, it's a familial sort of feeling that I have in attending the convention. And I, I enjoy that. I, I enjoy going to some of the sessions. Um, I'm not exactly sure what it's going to be like for me this year. Cause I don't have to work uh, at the convention per se. <laughs> so I may, I may just hang out and harass you guys from afar. 
Um, we'll see, but I'm looking Back forward to and it. Relax and yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you already had to be on for the the AFB leadership conference, so now you get to kick back and in, engage and disengage disengage at will. At my leisure, yes. Sir. Yeah, yeah. So, Eric, you you know the people really are the members are like the lifeblood of ACB. And how many how many conferences and conventions have you been to? So I've been to everyone since 1999. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. Is this 25? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. This will be my 25th. So since I was going into my senior year of college in 1999, when the, the convention was held, held in uh, yeah. Los Angeles, up through uh, the crazy COVID stuff to this one in Schaumburg that was supposed to be held in 2020. <laughs> so. And that is a pretty unique feature about the the ACB conference and convention. It moves around the country every year. You know, yeah, I, was, I mean, the, it's Chicago, it's it's Omaha, it's Rochester, New York, it's St. Louis, it's Reno, it's Minneapolis, Dallas, Las Vegas. Do you see where I'm going here? I'm going back anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And just and just coming off the Florida Council of the Blind convention down the state affiliate convention down in Orlando, you know, I got to meet so many people that aren't necessarily engaged at the national level. You know, maybe some of them have attended uh, national conventions, but they attend a lot of state conventions. But they're also very excited for next year when the national convention's going to be in Jacksonville. So. I mean, as, as executive director, as a member, how important do you think it is that the convention moves around? It's closer to some people, some years and uh, others the next. I think it's critically important. You know, there is a, there is an economic cost and there's also a time cost to our convention, right? So, uh, you know, six, seven, eight days if as an attendee, a uh, lot of hotel nights, a lot of lot of food expense, uh, air travel potentially. But if you're able to move it around, at least for some folks, every so often they don't have to fly. That cuts down on on cost, and they can get, you know, let's say the state of New York, for example. Um, you know, holding it in Rochester allowed for folks to come to come up you know, from, from the city and from, you know, the come come to Rochester from those upstate towns and not have to, not have to fly necessarily. Um, you know, it, it's, it's fun. We're a national organization, right. And, and it, frankly, that's something that we're looking to do once again with the AFB leadership conference is to every other year have it be in Washington, DC because of the public policy aspects of it, but to move it around every other year to different geographic regions, um, similar to what ACB does to hit more people and to allow folks that maybe aren't, you know, like you said, engaged with the national organization, but maybe with their local or state chapters and affiliates to come and, and hang out and, and get to know us. And uh, a little bit better as a as a national organization. I think it's I think it's awesome. 
Yeah. And, and many of those folks are hyper engaged at the, the local and the state level. Um, so, but like you said, there's, there's time, there's economics. And so some folks don't have the, uh, the luxury. So when they do have the opportunity, they, they jump right in, uh, just as the rest of us do. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So Eric, you and Rebecca, both being, uh, guide dog handlers, um, I'd like swath to share about a, a session that has been added to our agenda that may may pique your interest during the convention. Oh, okay. yeah. So on July 4th, um, I don't remember the time off the top of my head, but um, we will have Uber there um, to um, just have a, have a conversation with um, guide dog users and with service dog users and kind of promote or talk about what they're doing on behalf of first dog users to um, better experience. So hopefully you guys would attend. It'd be fun to be a good time. Not not to not to sound overly sarcastic, but they're actually doing something. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I I think they will be doing some talking and a whole lot of listening. Uh, I would certainly hope that they do a lot of listening. Um, Yes. We, we, you know, they had a, a significant presence at our, uh, the, the, the ACB convention in 2016 in Minneapolis, where they did uh, focus groups and did a lot of listening. And for a time, I think things, um, I don't know if they stabilized, but they seem not to be so, so challenging for us uh, guide dog uh using customers. And, um, now we have, you know, I'll just be blunt with you. Um, I, I don't want to get into a confrontation with an Uber driver regarding my dog. And I especially don't want to do it in front of my son. Mm. And at times I will leave my dog at home so that a, we can get somewhere on time and B my son doesn't have to deal with the blatant discrimination <laughs> that that occurs. He's had to deal with that a lot. So it, something needs to be done. And, yes. you know, it, it's, uh, I, I do think that there are, there are some significant challenges <clears throat> um, with the advent of Uber pet and drivers wanting to use that as an excuse not to take service animals. I've had that happen multiple times over the last year where they just say, Oh, you just get Uber pet, you know, mm. so training and yeah, a lot of other things. So. Yep. Listening with like, yep. Yeah. And I mean, transportation and Eric, you touched on it before technology. I mean, those are the two, the two really big on-ramps and access points for everything we want to do as independent members of our community, right? Whether it's education, employment, shopping, yep. healthcare, uh, you, you either need to get there in person or you need technology to access it virtually. And Exactly. And when you have something that can be so transformative for people who cannot drive, 
or don't have access to a private vehicle may not be uh, you know, closely situated to public or paratransit. And then to have just this artificial barrier constructed in front of you, uh, whether it's being denied with having a service animal or encountering an inaccessible website is, is, is a frustration that the CEO of AFB knows well, the local chapter members of ACB know well. It's, I guess that's one positive. It doesn't discriminate. It does the not, no. It, no. it impacts all of us. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's really tough. I mean, you know, the ride share, the advent of the ride share has been, um, I would say, transformative for our community. It, it really has. It, it's given us more, more uh, freedom and flexibility uh, to sort of live our lives more on our own terms. But then you have issues with the app updates at times. You have, um, you know, you, you have these access issues with, with, with guide dogs that persist. And so it, it's this wonderful thing. And because you, you see it and you feel it that every X amount of times uh, you encounter blatant discrimination, it just, it really infuriates you, but it also hurts some days. It's just like, you know, I just want to get there, you know, just please. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. I don't want to, you know, Argue, I just want to yeah. get there. I want to be on time. Yeah. 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 Well, on, on these policy issues and on the, the digital inclusion and online accessibility or technology access policy issues at, at ACB, we were always thankful for the, the partnership and collaboration with the American Foundation for the Blind. And we look forward to that continuing uh, with, with you at the helm. Well, likewise, uh, we look forward to continuing our work with, with the American Council of the Blind and uh, in the years to come. And, um, you know, in, in my role, um, I will be leaving in uh, late on the 4th of July, and I'm going to be speaking at the NFB convention as well. So, you know, the, <gasps> yes. the goal here, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the goal is, you know, to, to have a good working relationship with, with both consumer organizations. And it's, it's my belief that, that AFB can't. And, um, you know, through some of the work that, that was done at ACB over the last couple of years to build a relationship with NFB, um, the Clark you've been directly involved with, um, and some of the initiatives that the three organizations are frankly collaborating on. I, I think that we can do that. So. Yes. And, and like we said, yeah. these are, these are issues that touch all of us and that, yes, that doesn't everybody. change whether you're a member of one consumer group or multiple consumer groups. These, or none at all. Or none at all. Exactly. Swatha. So um, that's what we do. We, you know, we are of the blind and of our members, but we advocate for the whole community, whether you're a member or not. Yep. Well, okay. on that note, Eric Bridges, CEO of AFV, Blind. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, I love it. Have me back again sometime. This was fun. Yes, we should do that. Thank you. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And again, we look forward to you joining us in Schaumburg, Illinois for the 2023 ACB Annual Conference and Convention. Registration open until June 16th. The in-person room block in Schaumburg open until June 8th. Uh, find out all of this information and more, including when Eric Bridges will be speaking, by visiting acbconvention.org. And thank you for listening to the advocacy update. If you have any advocacy questions, you can email Swatha and me at advocacy at acb.org and at ACB it within our affiliates, local chapters, and in collaboration with the American Foundation for the Blind, we will always keep advocating. Thanks for listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. You can reach us by emailing advocacy at acb.org. The ACB Advocacy Update is a production of the American Council of the Blind in Alexandria, Virginia. To learn more about ACB, visit us online at www.acb.org. Thank you.